May is a Sunday in the month of May. May is a month dedicated to Our Lady Mary, the Mother of God. In fact, next Sunday is Mother's Day. Uh, as you know, the Sunday after Good Friday is Easter Sunday, beginning on Easter, and for seven weeks we celebrate Easter. Just 50 days after Easter is Pentecost. Pentecost is the day the Holy Spirit came down upon Our Lady and the Apostles and the Disciples. The Holy Spirit came down in the form of tongues of fire. Pentecost and the fire are connected. And that's the ceremony that we are uh, performing today. We are going to be performing. Pentecost Sunday this year is the last Sunday of May. What a coincidence that all these things are coming together. Um, but in 2023, the fire of Pentecost arrives in Hunt County a few weeks earlier. Soon, very soon, in honor of the Holy Spirit, the fire will burn the mortgage and turn it into ashes. Just wait and see. But first thing is first. We have some things to do before the fire comes down. On Good Friday, Jesus paid the debt for the sin of all men and women who have ever lived or will live. And on Easter, Jesus rose from the dead. So today, the 7th of May, is still Easter. This is called Easter season. And like Jesus on Easter Sunday, our little parish, St. Joseph, rises from our dead. Death and death sound alike. And death and death sound alike. And we have to admit that until today, this mortgage of death has been hanging over our heads. And now I must begin what is an impossible task. As a pastor, I must begin to list the people who have made today's joy <coughs> possible. First is Bishop Edward Barnes and his auxiliary, Bishop Greg Kelly. They send their congratulations and their blessings on this great day to our parish. They to rejoice with us as we cross the finish line and retire our debt. Before I arrive in comments, Father Stanley Cochran and Father George Monaghan had been pastors. In truth, it would have been impossible to find two priests who were more different in personality than those two men. <laughs> Father Cochran was instrumental in beginning to raise the funds to build a new St. Joseph Church. Uh, Father Cochran knew that our old church was too small to see our new parish grow. Later, it fell to Father George to finalize the plans and oversee the construction and dedication of our sanctuary. And it was Father George who signed the original mortgage papers on, I think it was sometime in 2007. 
So nowadays have been paid in full, but it doesn't mean that we don't need money. We need money for <laughs> because now the new challenge before us is maintaining the two units. <laughs> so, so, so this mortgage has been hanging over our heads for years and years. You have seen it for years in our regular reports and in our bulletin announcements. And today, we bond the mortgage. And today, we use fire like at Pentecost and we toss the mortgage into fire. So. Yeah. <laughs> when the architect presented the parish with the plans for, the, for this church, Father George announced that the structure would be an ideal place in a storm, <laughs> and some had laughed when he made that statement. Like the man who was found on the side of the road by the Good Samaritan, over the last several years, people have come here during difficult times to pray and to ask God's help. Men and women and children here in Hunt County see St. Joseph as a place to turn to when difficult times come upon them quickly, like a storm which comes out of nowhere. And finally, I have to thank St. Joseph the Walker, our patron saint. On this very first day of May, we had the feast of St. Joseph the Walker. St. Joseph supported Mary, our lady, and Jesus, our Lord, by his work as a carpenter. Like St. Joseph the Walker, you had earned money and been given to retire the debt. So I thank in a special way, uh, on my right hand, the finance council members, I don't need to mention them by name, you know them more than I do, uh, who have used their talents and treasure in a way to help us. Uh, because one thing uh, that is but of particular to note is that we paid ahead of the time. We retired the test ahead of the time. I think we had three more years left, but you know, we paid it all. So, and on the other hand, I have the uh, parish council members. Some of them are not here, but my thanks to all of you. Without you, uh, we could not have done it all. And as I said, for all of you, uh, Maybe by word of advice, or uh, maybe the, some of the little children, I know some of them put time, <laughs> their time. So they all contributed to the retirement of this debt. So I thank all of you. I am proud uh, to be here uh, as your pastor, and I will continue to be. And, uh, you know, that's why I chose that song, Magnificat. I chose the Magnificat, the, uh, the music that the choir sang, because we are small, we are the smallest parish in the Diocese of Dallas, but we are generous in heart, more than generous in heart. You know, we are small, if you listen to that Magnificat, you know, it's saying that, you know, God has done favor to us, uh, looking at us, the smallest parish, 
who could ever. In fact, when I arrived, we were still going 583,000. So I was calling out the priest and saying, I don't know what they want me to do with all this stuff. <laughs> but I yes, God will have it. Before you know it, all of them have been paid for. So thank you, everyone. So the finance council and the chairman of the... just um, in the area of commerce itself, you know, living in the community, we, we see the growth, we see subdivisions coming up. So we want to embrace that as the Catholic Church and make sure that our um, future parishioners as well as our current ones have a place to worship that's safe and comforting and, and inviting. And so having this um, mortgage debt retired and no other debt, now we have the opportunity to go back and redo a five-year and a ten-year plan on, on what we see in the growth and, and what our next needs are. You know, always, even though our debt is, we still have some repairs and things that need to be done, and that's just, you know, normal stuff, wear and tear on a building, and so now we're able to take that mortgage payment and put it towards those types of things, but also plan for the future and the future growth. Our church still has room, so we want people to come, <laughs> but we know that as people start to come that the, the growth will be here, and so we'll need additional facilities and things and so we want to make sure that we're forward-thinking as people move to this area and embrace those those folks to our, our parish that want to come and join and be part of it. We moved in from actually a larger area that had a larger parish. Um, it was interesting to come to a smaller parish but I can tell you one thing for sure from the moment I stepped in this door I felt invited and welcomed. My kids were invited and welcomed. They became involved immediately. My children are part of the youth groups. They're part of um, reading and Eucharistic ministry. I mean they were able embraced from a young age to get involved so this is really a you know a birth to um, I hate to say death but birth to death place where the community really embraces you and, and serves with you and serves beside you and lifts you up in spirit in good and bad times and so if you're looking for a small parish that does the things of a large parish we would say come join us when the church was built, there was no finance council. There was just the parish council. And I was in charge of that. Father George was the finance council, basically. But when Father George left, then and we did this place over here. And I retired. And it became finance council and the parish council. So now they've got to work again. And basically, the finance council develops the thoughts and ideas of what we need done, or the parish council, the finance council, determines the way that we pay for them and all that. We've got some thoughts in that way. The first couple of years I got here, Father Cochran was here, and we had acquired, the church had acquired, before I ever got on the finance committee, some land outside of town, about four miles, and there was a uh, building on it, a home on it, but it was pretty run down. But Father Cochran wanted to move into that place. So he, he went out there and moved into it. When he left, Father uh, George came on a hand. 
And he said, no, I'm not living out there and we're going to get rid of that land. And that's when I got on the finance committee. So we got rid of that land and Father George you know, fixed this up a little, the big building over here, which is now a learning center. He lived in that and he kind of took over all the financing. I mean, he went to the bank and did all that stuff. So I was on the finance committee, but he was basically in charge of everything, building building the church and all that kind of stuff. So that's uh, how it got started. We had a uh, meal at the university. People paid for it and all that kind of stuff. And we raised some money at that time. That kind of got everything rolling. And then Father George came in and sold the land out there. That got us going. He wrote, uh, I guess he wrote the uh, to the diocese for help there. And then for the home over there, Father George was gone. Father was here. And I was in charge of building that home over there. So, and we, I wrote that. that, that the, uh, me and my daughter actually wrote it. She and my daughter wrote the uh, proposal to the diocese for money for the home over there. But I knew the contractor, so I was in charge of that. Yes, and Denise is talking about, because you all were able to accomplish this three years ago, roughly. Yes. Exciting. I'm sure it's quite a bit of relief for you to call now. Oh, yeah, you know, First, when you thought of how much it was, you never thought it would get done, especially a small parish like this. But we've had a lot of people step up, a lot of people step up, so it's gone well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, and I know I'm sure there's going to be lots of future things. Oh, we've got some thoughts. Yeah, we sure do. It's a growing area. I appreciate you coming out. I got here exactly October 10, uh, 2010. <laughs> so yes, uh, maybe two years after, two wow. years after. So, and by then we were earning 583000 as I said, so for this church, you know, and, and then for the parish, no directory, uh, we started it in 2018, but we paid it off uh, before in 2021. Uh -huh. I don't, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like in seminary they teach you how to like <laughs> manage a, a mortgage. So that's why it's so beautiful that we have the parishioners that can help with that. Um, so can you talk about your thankfulness, I guess, for the, the finance council? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm grateful for those great men and women. And uh, what I did was to select those who have uh, who are experts in finances. Uh, we have. Uh, CPA, we had CPA who handed over to the school principal, so they all know, and of course the president of the school, Texas A&M, you know, so I had managers, uh, so they, they put heads together and, uh, you know, I just stay by the side because I, actually I have no idea of, uh, I know something about management but not about finances. So I tap on their knowledge and their expertise and that helped me. Uh, so they all know the business well. Absolutely. Even though they are small, uh, we had uh, around 350 families before but due to covid the number had slowed down uh, on average now we had like two we have like 250 parishioners but you know the very few 
that are contributing are generous. You know, the very few, there are few of them, you know, that are generous. And even when we did the capital campaign, my parish was among the first to reach our goal. So that amazes me. And uh, Bishop Farrell, Cardinal Farrell then, noted it, you know, he used the parish as an example because we were taxed to raise, uh, I think, 250 or 350,000. And the first initial stage, we raised that money. So they are generous. The, my parishioners are generous. I can count on them when the going is, the going is tough. So and the number is so small, um, but, you know, uh, they have all ans they answer my calls when I needed them. I know a few people that I can talk to, you know, to get things going. Okay, small but mighty. <laughs> yes, small but mighty, as I say. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we sang that uh, song, yeah. um, Magnificat. Mm -hmm. It has no political overtone, but, you know, it's just that, you know, God has shown us favor. And as small as we are, uh, God has blessed us with people who are generous and who are you know, willing to give, you know, because uh, as I used to tell them, it's not the amount that you have, but the heart that matters, you know. So, and I also give credit to my predecessors, Father Cochran, Stan, and Father George uh, Monaghan, both are late. Both of them are late. Father George died at the beginning of COVID, but his death is not COVID-related. Uh, but, uh, you know, they laid the foundation of this. So what I did is just watering them, making sure that, uh, uh, you know, the land is still fertile. <laughs> I got pregnant in college. I was taught good girls don't have a baby without being married. I knew it would destroy my family. So I had an abortion. We at Healing After Abortion understand the pain suffered by those who chose abortion in their past. If abortion has left you alone and full of regret, join us on August 4th to 6th on a Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. Call us confidentially at 214-544-CARE or visit us at racheldallas.org. Give your children the gift of an authentically Catholic classical education at Sacred Heart Catholic School, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. We're located in Munster, Texas, and we provide transportation from Denton every day. 98% of our graduates attend college, and our ACT-SAT scores are typically 20% higher than average Texas public school scores, and we're affordable. Our tuition is roughly half the cost of other Catholic high schools in DFW. Learn more at shmunster.com. That's shmunster.com. And good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the KTH 910 AM interview of the week. If you've never caught this program, it's a pre-recorded show that we have every Saturday. We air two interviews uh, from people who are local in the Dallas or Fort Worth Diocese. So if it's local and it's Catholic, it qualifies to be on this show. It's a very fun show that we get to do. Um, we get to introduce you to all sorts of cool people. Uh, one of the favorite things that Dave and I get to do. Uh, my name is Cecil Anderson. I'm the North Texas Assistant of the Guadalupe Radio Network. And today's interview definitely qualifies on the local and Catholic aspect. I have two ladies in front of me who are going to talk about a school that hopefully you've heard of before, but if not, you're going to learn a lot more about it. And that is Cristo Rey, Fort Worth, particularly. It's a Fort Worth College prep school. Um, so I have the interim president here, Danny Ray Barton, and also one of their graduating seniors this year. It's very exciting, Renata Sandoval. And they're both going to talk to you a little bit about what Cristo Rey is and how it's different. 
it's a, a Catholic school, but it's it's more than that, I feel like. So uh, first, I want to welcome Danny Ray Barton, interim president. You've only been in this position for a short while, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll think about six weeks. So, <laughs> and they're like, get on the radio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't you love that? <laughs> I know. Let's just add it to the list. <laughs> yes, but I, I feel like we need to talk about the fact that you've only been in this position for six weeks, but you've been around uh, with Cristo Ray since before it was even here. Yeah, no, I was really fortunate. Um, I initially was the feasibility study director um, helping bring Cristo Ray with a group of volunteers to the Fort Worth and Tarrant County uh, area around 2016. And then once we got into launch year and opening in 2018, so most recently I've been the director of corporate work study, um, which essentially my role, I'm going out recruiting companies to have our students come in and work in their workplaces. And then I work with a team that trains students, supports the supervisors, um, all that great stuff. So um, so love Cristo Ray, been there for a while and, and, you know, learning in the new gig as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you certainly know all the ins and outs. So for anyone who's listening right now and they're not quite sure about the whole work part, what what is Cristo Ray uh, Fort Worth College Prep? What makes them different? And uh, talk about that work program as well. Yeah. So really there's, there's just kind of four things that really, I think, make our school unique. One is that we are a college prep high school um, and it's rigorous curriculum because we want our students to graduate, go to college and then graduate from college. Um, the other piece is obviously we provide our students also four years of relevant work study experience that number one allows them to earn half the cost of their tuition at Cristo Rey, which makes it much more affordable for families, but also they're getting to work in professional settings that no 14 through 18 years getting to experience. So they're really connecting the dots of why their education is important and that future. And then the other two pieces that, you know, we talk about college, but it's not just our academics. It's that we are really intentional about the college goal culture, which I'm sure Renata will share a little bit about, um, from the day you set foot in Cristo Rey. And that's bringing not only our students as well as our parents along, because 97% of our students are first-generation college. And then that really leads to the model of Cristo Rey, is that we are here to serve students and families of limited economic means. We know that education is the key to transformation, but we know a lot of families um, cannot afford a traditional private school or traditional Catholic school. And so the model itself, through the work-study program, makes it affordable for families um, in the Fort Worth and Tarrant County area that are looking for something different, looking for something more for their children and their families. That's awesome. And I definitely want to talk more about that in just a moment, but I want to get Renata Sandoval into the conversation. You're a senior. Uh, talk about how you first came to Cristo Rey, maybe how you and your parents found it, and like what made you choose the school? Yeah, so my freshman year, I was at a public school in a different state, and when I moved to Texas, it was during covid and my cousin was actually transferring to Cristo Rey because she loved the corporate work study. And she told my family about it. And my mom loved that I was able to attend a private school, but she was also able to afford it. So this is um, when I came to Cristo Rey and it was virtual and I still had like a great connection with the teachers. I got to know the people. I got to have so many resources, even though it was virtual and teachers really cared. And they even had office hours in the afternoon. So I really loved it from the moment that I started, even if I didn't know a lot of people Um and I didn't go to school really, but I still felt like I was attending the school and I was meeting people and loving the classes and learning. And so, uh, Renata, you're going to be, I guess, the second graduating class of this school since mm -hmm. it's only been open since 2018. Uh, that's very exciting, first off. But Danny Ray, um, what has the growth been like in these last five years, I guess? Yeah. So, you know, the way the model works is, you know, you start with a freshman class and then basically build out a grade each year. And so, you know, to go from that first uh, year of, you know, 60 ninth graders as the only people in the building to now next year will be somewhere around 250 students. Um, it's been incredible to see. Um, 
Um, it's been incredible to see our students really be the ones building this school from the ground up. And when it comes to the culture and, and the camaraderie and, and to, you know, Renata's point, um, it really is a family, family centered place because we want our students to know they're not a number, they're a person and they're a person that we care about and we care about their full development, um, of the whole person. That's really what we're about. Um, whether that's how they work, how they think, how they're educated, their faith, all of those pieces come into play. So we're putting out, um, our mission, which is to create, you know, and help support students of faith, purpose, and service. That's awesome. And the website is creaserayfortworth.org, creaserayfortworth.org. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more specifically about um, applying because admissions are open, by the way, for the fall for anyone in uh, freshman through senior. Uh, so join uh, at, uh, Chris, you can find more information at creaserayfortworth.org. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. Um, but Renato, what did you do for your work study program? Do you, is it like a different thing each year or is it the same company? How does that all work? So a lot of students actually work for the same company for a lot of years but for me I've worked in three different companies um, my fresh my sophomore year sorry I worked at the Fort Botanic Gardens oh, and cool. it was during COVID <laughs> and I was so unsure about working at a garden um, <laughs> I didn't know a lot of the corporate work study people so I was like what do they see in me that they place me here <laughs> but it was such a fun experience I got to work at the gardens in the morning actually doing planting. I plant um, tulips. I was uh, collecting cilantro and lettuce. <laughs> hey, these are good life skills. <laughs> I know. I'm terrible at gardening. <laughs> uh, me too. I found out. But <laughs> and that's why you changed next year. <laughs> and after lunch, I would work at the front desk. I was actually with customers. I was greeting them. I was selling tickets. And I was also doing office work, filing. I got to do some tea parties, decorating. Aww. I decorated the gardens for the Japanese festivals. And I really loved that experience. And then my junior year I went to a hospital so a completely different wow. industry I worked at the with the operations and the director of the lab so I was working at the lab and I mostly worked with a project of huddle boards so I had to oversee how much engagement the groups around the hospital really put into problem solving and I was organizing huddle boards across the the hospital and I also got to file the samples um, for the hospital as well and this year, as a senior, I'm working for GM Financial with the marketing team. And I really love it because I want to do marketing in the future and I really get to see what I do. But also the team has been so welcoming and all the people at GM Financial has really made sure that we are enjoying and learning our senior year and that we are prepared for college. So for me, I've been able to write two articles for the company. I've been able to brainstorm with the team. I've met with different people and they've told me about their jobs. And I've also done a lot of uh, optimizing articles, um, doing a lot of uh, research for the company, the brand sentiment, and also social media. So I've really gotten to see what I'm going to do in the future. And I really loved this year an internship at GM Financial. And I love the corporate work study and what it does for us, growing our confidence. So I'm really excited to come back in the summer. Um, also, the companies do a lot of summer internships for us before oh, awesome. college. Um, so I really hope that I get to work at GM Financial or any other um, companies at Chris Ray. That's so cool. And Danny Ray, I got to ask when, since you kind of helped with the corporate work study mm -hmm. and arranging all of this, do, when you, do the students give you like a list of what they'd like to do or do you, like, how do you choose where each of them go? Yeah. So, you know, it's really a, it's a combination. And, you know, because when you're first, these students are first starting out as freshmen, sophomores. 
um, you know, sometimes their ideas of what they want to do, it might change week to week sure. or what they think of their careers. <laughs> so what we try to do is when we work with a corporate partner, when they come on board and basically we work with them to create a job description, you know, what are the departments going to be utilizing the students? What are the soft and hard skills you're looking for? Because we want to set those students up, especially early on for success, right? And so, you know, kind of Renata's point when she was first at the garden, she was kind of working reception, getting comfortable, just like with office work, those kind of things. But then really what we do try to do that junior and senior year is kind of really start to talk about, okay, what are your interests that you're in? You know, what are the things maybe you don't want to do or you're thinking about pursuing in college? Because that way, one, they've kind of gotten that work experience, they've kind of proven themselves, and then also we can kind of make that fit. And and the thing that I think we our students often recognize is, um, and I always think of one of our graduates who's going in the medical field, but she worked at a bank her first two years. Right. And But one thing she recognized, she said, you know, customer service is so important in the banking industry, and that's going to serve me so well when I'm working with patients. And so mm-hmm. there's so many transferable skills out there across many industries that even when the students are maybe not in something they're going to pursue, they know they can take that to the next place. But we certainly really try to ensure, especially the junior and senior year, that we're trying to align that as best we can with what the partner needs in the student and also what the student's looking for in the experience. That's so cool. I feel like even college students, when they graduate, they don't even have half the experience that I'm, the Cristo Ray students have, you know, because they have, haven't gotten four years of trying, working at different companies and different skills. I think that's so awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, their um, resumes out of high school, like I know better than mine did out of college. You know, I maybe had one internship and they've got like four when they right. graduate. We've actually, it's funny, we've gotten, we got calls last year when our, our students, our seniors were kind of putting applications together and somebody said, hey, you know, is this, this, this seems off. You know, this kid worked at Is Baylor. Yeah. Baylor Scott and White and GM Financial. And I was like, no, that's, that's for real. Like that's what the work study program model does. And, um, so it's just really great for the students, but it's also really great that our partners, um, in Tarrant County are saying we want to invest in their education because they understand that like Renata and her classmates, they're the future talent pipeline. And so what better way to ensure that pipeline is ready and prepared than to start as early on as possible in high school. Mm, that's awesome. We're talking to Danny Ray Barton, the uh, interim president of uh, Cristo Ray Fort Worth College Prep. Their website, uh, CristoRayFortWorth.org, if you want to learn a little bit more. And we're also talking to Renata Sandoval, who is the one of their graduating seniors this year. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit, Renata, about uh, you're doing these internships. And I'm wondering, like, what the time that you do a week towards those and, you know, your school schedule and how all that works together, if you want to talk a little bit about your schedule. So each class has a different work day. So we seniors work on Wednesday. So we pretty much go to school four days a week and then we go to work once and then we rotate Friday. So we work a total of five times a month. And it's really... It's, it really works for all of us. Uh, we know we have our schedule based on the days we work. And since we're just different class, so we don't struggle with having different people go in different days. And we go early in the morning and then we get picked up and then we keep going with our classes next. And it really works out. And the people really at the school really put together a schedule that works for all of us. And we are able to get transported and have everything that we need uh, met. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of logistics. Yeah, I was going to say, that was my next question. I was like, okay, so do they, do all the students have to get to their like work places on, or is it all arranged? You get transportation. Yeah. So part of what we do is, is we are the, we're actually the employers of the students. So we have an entity that's the school and entity that's that our work study program. And so the students come to campus on their work day. Um, they check in, we make, they're professionally dressed. And then we basically have five commutes or routes mm-hmm. that we run. So they go all the way 
to Arlington. They come up this way and work. They go to downtown Fort Worth all over. So they'll get to their jobs about 8.30, 9 o'clock, depending on traffic like all of us. And then they work till about 4, 4.15. Our team picks them up and then brings them back to campus. And that's just, we don't want parents to be having to make, they, they all go to work, so we don't want them to have to make those extra transportation trips. And it also ensures for us with our partners that, hey, these students are on time, they're ready to work, you know, all those pieces. So we really try to manage the logistics so then the students can focus on, I'm going to do everything I can at my job and the partners can focus on hey the student is here this is how I'm going to work with them and not worry about kind of we handle all those other pieces or I should say our director of operations handles all the pieces I could I could not take credit for that Uh, I'm sure that is a big job to do (laughs) yes it is (laughs) that's awesome Um, so my next question was going to be a little bit about the uh, the Catholic identity of Cristo Rey if you want to talk maybe both of y'all could talk about it um, and how that is worked into the day-to-day school day yes you say yeah actually yeah Absolutely. So, you know, when we are a Catholic school, and like I talked about earlier, uh, we're really trying to develop the whole person as a student. Um, and so when um, all of our students over their four years, they take a theology class, um, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade. Um, we have weekly mass on Fridays, so students can participate in that. But I think what's really great is we have um, actually a really outstanding campus minister, Miss um, Lupita, I'll give her a shout out. Um, and she has been with the school since the beginning, and she is really about meeting the students where they are in that faith journey. And then how can I support you? How can I bring you along to, to an area where you're comfortable, right? because everybody comes in with their own um, identity from the Catholic perspective or other faiths because students can sure. come in that aren't Catholic. And so she does a great job of retreats and she even brings in family nights. And so she really makes it, I think, fun for the students and connecting. And at the end of the day, we want our students to know, you know, you are loved. You are loved by us. You are loved by God. You are loved by Jesus and, and you're beautiful. And mm-hmm. so that's really what we kind of make the center of the faith formation of our students. And we have an incredible team. And, and, and also I think it's driven by the student piece, which I think is really important anytime you're working with that group uh, in a school setting. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have anything to add to that, Renata? Um, yeah, I think my favorite part about the Catholic faith is that at the beginning of classes, we really pray together as a class. And I think my favorite thing is always the teachers asking for attentions and all of us coming together. Mm. Uh, right now we have a show, a spring uh, musical in the spring, and we love praying about how we all do a good job. And we pray that we all get our parts and that we all come together. So I really love that part of knowing that if we're struggling, other people want to pray for us and wish the best for us and we're together in faith. So I think that's my favorite part of the Catholic faith in the school. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And uh, you talk about a spring musical. Are you in this musical? Yes. Okay. I was going to ask about extracurriculars and you yeah. gave, maybe gave me a perfect segue. So <laughs> talk about that a little bit. So our uh, fine arts director, Ms. Williams, uh, she really has a theater tech class and she has a musical theater class. And we all come together and also volunteers. I'm the set designer of the show. This is my second year. And last year as a junior, I was in theater tech class as my uh, my arts credit. And I got to work as a lighting director. I got to work as set designer, also stage manager. So I got to see everything. We're all building. All the students are coming together and building stuff. We are doing stuff with wood. I've never touched a drill before. <laughs> I had no idea what Can't I was doing. <laughs> with safety. Oh, safety <laughs> applied. Yes. <laughs> well, we've learned so much. And we're doing In the Heights this spring. Oh, very cool. Very and cool. last year we did Hairspray. So all the students get a part. We... Um, have three show, four shows, and it's really fun. It's um, all the school comes together, and I'm really excited for the musical. And yeah, 
<laughs> awesome. So what other extracurriculars besides, um, you know, music theater and other things, what, what are there available for the students? Yeah. So, you know, in addition to obviously, you know, we've got the school, we've got the work study. Um, it's a high school, right? And once students have that experience, so it's everything from our fine arts program, which Ms. Williams is fantastic. We're not, a, didn't mention, but I think it's like a hundred students are involved in this production. Wow. So it's that's almost like half the school. That's almost half the school. I mean, it's, it's amazing. She's incredible. But also we have, um, I'm going to mention our campus ministry programs. We have clubs, we have robotics club, you know, we've got yearbook, you've got student council, all those traditional things. Um, we have a sports program. So we've got, you know, soccer, basketball, um, volleyball, cheerleading, you know, all those things that everybody wants out of the, the high school experience. Um, and I think one of the great things about our students is when they see something that they really want added, you know, especially as a new school, um, they really take ownership of that. You know, they find a, te- a teacher that's a sponsor and we're like, okay, then let's add this. And I'd say the other thing, and, and Rodana may want to touch on that to you, is um, we built into this year on Fridays following like mass and lunch is we have what we call community time. Um, and, and Rodana, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we have about 40, 45 minutes to have community time. You can either choose a club that you want to be part of or you can have community times and community leaders just make sure that you're playing games, that you're talking to different mm. grades. And so that all grades can come together and have a time at a week. I'm part of Stagecraft, which again, yeah. <laughs> we're doing set design at, uh, at the moment. But um, I was also part of Poetry and Philosophy Club. And it's just a really fun time that you get to choose whether you want to talk to people or where you want to learn something. So there's also, I think, a country two-step dance oh, club. Nice. There's, <laughs> there's robotics. Um, there's saints club. So it's really Gaming fun. Gaming club. I mean, yeah. yeah. There was a Lego club. So if oh, students I didn't know really, about that. That'd be, I yeah. get, get on that one. <laughs> if students really want to bring a club to the school and have an activities, uh, teachers really make it possible for us and for all of us to come together. And it's really fun. That's so cool. I feel like when you have students, you're empowering them and, you know, these internships and these workplaces, they feel more like that they can lead things like that and start those initiatives. Because I don't feel like the average high schooler is going to be like, I want to start a club at my school. No, there are obviously, but I feel like the model of Cristo Ray really helps with that. Absolutely. Because, you know, uh, it, yeah, I, I think about myself and at this age, I'm like, oh, man, I was not not that I did not have those skills and skill set. And that's really talked to them about from the beginning is we know that you're going to be doing hard things and what we're trying to help you do is do hard things well and that's going to build that confidence, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to build that ability to advocate for yourself as well as others and what you think you know, we need. And that's so important and I think that's been so critical for us as a new school that's in its fifth year is is our student leadership piece. And that's what we've been so impressed by is these kids are, they care about their school and they care about their future and they care about their families and they care about their community. And I don't know about you, but if that's, if that's not something people want to buy into, then I'd wonder where their pulse is because it really is um, It's just incredible to see it. And I'm so lucky I could see it on a daily basis every time I walk into that campus. Mm. So. I wanted to add into that. When I was a freshman in my other high school, I never thought I would be get involved in any club, any sports. Uh, or even get in front of people and talk or even do an interview. <laughs> I was completely like not confident with myself. I just went to school and went back. And I just love that Chris Story really makes it possible for us to step in and to be leaders and also how these corporate work studies really show like teach us how to be leaders and how to take a step more further into stuff. So that's how really Chris Story has really helped me to be more of a leader and to really if I have an interest, I can make it possible and mm-hmm. I can do something at school and make an impact. 
That's awesome. We're talking to Cristo Ray Fort Worth. Um, uh, Cristo Ray Fort Worth.org is the website. We just have a few minutes remaining. I have uh, Danny Ray Barton, who is the interim president, and Renata Sandoval, who is a uh, graduating senior this year. And in just a minute, Renata, I'm going to ask you about your future plans and also if you have like maybe a fondest memory of the past three years that you've been at Cristo Ray. Um, but I got to ask Danny Ray, I bet that when you, when you go out and you were soliciting, you know, businesses to take on these students. I'm very curious how that was, you know, how they received it, but I feel like they, they had to, especially once they see how well it goes, but it, you're building up the workforce eventually for, so you're potentially raising up their next, you know, generation of workers in whatever field it is. Um, so are usually they pretty receptive to this when you approach them? Yeah. I mean, don't be wrong. When we were first, um, you know, looking to open the school and you say, Hey, we want you to have 14 year olds work in your office. They kind of give you that <laughs> wide eyed, like, what are you talking about? But then that's where it's been really great that we have this model. You know, mm-hmm. we are one of 39 schools across the country. And so, you know, we were the 35th school. I always tell people, I'm really glad we weren't the first or second. So yes. we were really <laughs> able to show them, okay, you know, you know, Cook Children's wonderful partner, for example, um, they came on board and said, "Hey, let's connect you with the Children's Hospital Atlanta, where our school is, to to see how they utilize the students." So those first, you know, year or two getting off the ground, it was using our resources to network. But then the other piece is so much of our n- new partners comes from people that they know in the business community saying, hey, we have this program. Because the thing is, it's an investment in the future, but these companies find the value these students bring to the workplace now. Whether it's fresh perspectives, it's taking on projects that we all know in the working world we never get to, or it's you know providing, taking on tasks so one of your employees that you've hired can do what you hired them to do. And so, and I think that really speaks to the corporate community and that desire to be a part of that the topic of education, which is at the, you know, that's at the top of everybody's mind and how do we make it relevant and effective for students. But also these students, they take their work study experience seriously. You don't get to go to our school if you're not, not deemed employable. And so these students really come in ready and excited to bring value to their company, which I always love to hear. It's not this place I work. It's my company. You know, it's that. And so it's just really um, amazing to see because it brings people together that might never know each other in a community. And now they have lifelong connections. So mm-hmm. I, I I could talk all day about work study, obviously. So, um, and if you aren't a partner and want to be, you give us a shout. Question. All right. <laughs> that was my next question. I was like, are you always looking for new ones? <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, as the student body grows, our promise is that you're going to have a work study position. And so, um, it, you know, we are always looking this next year, we're looking to add probably about 15 new corporate work study partners to meet the, we're going to have, I think, a record growth in our ninth grade class incoming. And so, yeah, you, you let us know. We work in every industry, every company size. Um, I know I'm doing the sales pitch, yes. but uh, <laughs> we, uh, we're looking for great businesses who want to make a difference in the community and also bring some real talent into their workforce pool. We've been pumping up Cristo Rey Fort Worth for the last 25 minutes, roughly. So what's the best way for people who are interested in learning more, applying? Uh, first off, what's the timeline and what's the best way to contact the school? Yeah. So if you are looking to apply as a student to Cristo Rey, the deadline is going to be in mid-June. And one, if you want to go to our website that we know we've mentioned, it's CristoRayFW.org. Um, you can go to admissions. Miss um, Montalvo is our director of student recruitment. You can reach out to her. We can get you chartered with the application process, 
getting the information we need brought in and schedule your interview and tour of the school. Um, and so again, go on the website. We've got numbers. We have contact information. Um, and we've got a team of, of admissions directors who are really there to help walk the student as well as the family through the process so they can be comfortable and, and assured that um, this is the best fit for them and their child. Awesome. All right, Renata. So first off, you have a fondest memory of being at Cristo Rey. I think the show choir, again, with the fine arts program. <laughs> we love it. We love it. <laughs> um, I think show choir used to be like eight people, and now it's about almost 20 people in show choir. And Ms. Williams really makes sure that we go to competition. So we've won, I think, three awards so far. Awesome. Uh, but we went to Austin recently to a competition, too, and... And we were like 40 people just going. We went to Bucky's. We went to a <laughs> university. To of course. <laughs> we went to visit a university. We had the show. And I think it's just really fun. We uh, had a night in the hotel. It was a really nice hotel. And it was really fun uh, just to come together as a school and have opportunities outside of the work study of all the people that school do, um, the school does. And have community time as well. And that was, I think, my fondest memory. That's and a great memory. <laughs> All right. So what are your future plans for next year? So I'll be attending Boston College. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.